Why he fighting fighting this? Why what 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 what, what is his goal? Welcome back to the Immigrant Section. I'm your host, Abbas Wahab. Today, I've got my friend in, Conrad Osei. Thanks for coming in, bro. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me, man. I really do appreciate it, for sure. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. You know, actually, I tried to get Conrad on the first episode, but, uh, you know, the circumstances made it uh, difficult for him to come, huh? Let's just say what business. Exactly? It's all business. He fell asleep. <laughs> he, he hey, that's part of business, bro. <laughs> you gotta sleep in business sometimes. Yeah, man. you know, you gotta get rest, right? Every time is money, man. But no, seriously, <laughs> man, thanks for coming in, dude. You have, yeah. a, you have a pretty interesting story, and uh, I know that... Uh, you're you're originally Nigerian. Well, I mean, I guess you you still are Nigerian. Uh, unless I should change, huh? It ain't change. Well, I guess Canadian passport, Canada. Are you a citizen? Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. So just real quick for the uh, for the listeners, you know, uh, just give a like a uh, you know just a general idea. Like I know you came here pretty much in high school from Nigeria, right? Like your whole family moved to uh, the GTA area, right? Oh, uh, well, my story is kind of different. It's an interesting story, I guess. Um, I was born here and then I lived here for three years. So like I was like a fucking baby, I guess. Oh, yeah. so you get citizenship right away. Citizenship. It's an African that's not, thing. Th- no, that's an immigrant thing, bro. No, Everybody a, does that. Yeah, right? I guess so. It's like an investment, you it know. Is, it like is, pretty bro. much. But they invested in me and my brother, I guess. My sister didn't get that investment. She was born in Nigeria, so she has her own luck, you know. Oh, true. But, but uh, it's way easier for her to get citizenship because you. Yeah, because of us exactly. Like they're coming by, they visit whenever they want. But uh, I moved back to Nigeria when I was three. Um, my dad just was the plan for you always to like come here, be born, pretty much get citizenship and dip back, or were they kind of like humoring the idea of staying here? Uh, my parents got married here, man. Yeah, like they got married here in '89. Yeah. No, no, they got married in actually they got married in '93 after I was born, but they met in '88. And then they moved to Canada in 89, and then my brother was born 90. So they kind of had a life going, and, uh, but, you know, relationships, divorce and shit like that. So divorce here? Yeah, they got divorced here, and then... You uh, went back with your mom? I went back with my mom, yeah. Oh, it's sure. like a horrible move, by the way. No oh, mom should ever do that. So oh, you know? legit? So your dad stayed here working? And... Uh, he made moves. He moved, went back to Ghana for a bit, uh, which is because he's Ghanaian from Ghana. Got it's it. another West African country, too. Yeah, just for people that are not familiar with geography. You know, a lot of people don't know geography. Yeah, actually, I didn't even know that, too. Thanks uh, yeah. for pointing it out. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for pointing it out, son. <laughs> Trying to sound smart. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so he went back to Ghana for a bit, tried to do some politics and stuff. Didn't work out for him. Uh, so that He, he tried to get in politics, huh? Bro, he's horrible politics. I don't know why he chose to do it, but, like, gamble, you know? Was he a charming guy? He's very charismatic, like, for sure. He talks, like, he knows his words, you know? Like, that's that's the best way to describe him. He can talk words. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, he does business, man. Like he did, like, you know, like back in the early '90s, like uh, oil business was is huge in West Africa, right? And they first found oil, like. Oh, the oil business. Oil okay. business, yeah, yeah. So he went ham on that, bro. So like, anyway, he sold oil. Yeah, he pretty much just like acted like as a like a mediator for like big businesses and like so when they want to come into like Nigeria or Ghana, like that's how I met my mom. So your dad was instrumental in fucking the climate. Huh? Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah, Nigeria. Dick, Dick, Dick Cheney all day, bro. bro, bro shut up. 
Oil, yo. Yo, my dad loves Dick Cheney. And if you know the Dick Cheney story, you know, like, yo, my dad's fucking wild. Wait, wait, what's... Oh, wait, why does your dad love Dick Cheney? Bro, he pretty much, like, fucked up the whole world, bro. Dick Cheney is the vice president of America. Uh, he's running. He's... No, no, he's he's... He probably is he dead right now? I'm not sure, but he's very he, old. He now. was George W.'s uh, vice president. Yeah, but he was like the real president. He was the real president, pretty is, much. Is yeah. Dick, yeah. Okay. Is Dick Cheney the one that was a a uh, prisoner of war? No, that no. was um. Uh, John. The, yeah, John McCain John, from John Arizona. McCain, Dick bad. Cheney's the guy who shot his best friend in the face, yeah, and then oh, the bro. best friend went on television and apologized, apologized. to Dick Cheney. <laughs> that is politics right there. Yo, Beautiful. that's so. Uh, Dick Cheney is like, wow. uh, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta learn more about Dick Cheney. But essentially, his whole thing was oil. Dick Cheney's thing was oil. He was the CEO of Chevron. Oh, legit. Yeah, in the eighties. Before politics, so he took a break after the eighties up until George Bush got. When did George Bush get elected? Uh, two thousand. Two thousand. Yeah. So he he in the nineties he took a break of politics, but he's still very involved, you know, in like diplomatic decisions. And so they were making all those oil moves. So he was the CEO of Chevron in the nineties, and then in two thousand he got elected as the vice. But so we went from CEO straight to vice president, huh? Bro, he's fucking. Well, he started off. He did White House stuff in the 70s, 60s, 70s, 80s. Yeah, he did some White House stuff. So he was very involved. <laughs> White House stuff? That's just bag it. What did he do with the White House? Uh, different positions. Star Wars. Yeah, Star yeah, Wars, right, pretty yeah. much, man. But he was wild. That's the thing. So he influenced like guys like my dad, pretty much. So your dad saw Dick Cheney, was like, yo, this is my boy in the oil game, and he pivoted to politics, that's what I'm going to do. Bro. Oh, Dick Cheney also is like, he's the guy who got that fake sugar yep. pass. Like, yep. that was his first company in, like, the 1950s or 60s, and it was illegal forever because they said, like, this shit's poisonous. Wait, Dick Cheney had a company in the 50s and 60s? How old is he? he uh, he's in his 90s yeah, now. He was... He's one of the most entrepreneurial, like, evil, yeah. devious people to have ever lived yeah he's like just after like woodrow wilson as far as like guys who have yep. like legitimately poisoned and destroyed and like waged war oh, like industrial moguls yeah on a whole other level <laughs> yeah. like you know halliburton like the, yeah. co the company the that got all the war contracts in iraq and afghanistan Shepard. that's his company he yeah. left uh, it right before so like they the went into iraq dick cheney is like the devil bro he yeah, found, yeah exactly yeah. dick cheney okay. found a way to merge business and politics in a way that nobody in history ever did yeah he's a corporatist he's a everything like corporatist in, pro war they call him like yo, green callers everything that happened in iraq afghanistan dick cheney bro dick cheney dick so cheney. he was doing all the moves and george w was kind of like the front man yeah pretty much and that's how presidencies work man it's always one person leading the way like trump and shit like we get it so wait so your dad tried politics fucked up he tried politics in Ghana, fucked up. Uh, it wasn't a. Uh, it wasn't like he didn't lose his whole life. Yeah, I guess. So yeah, he just like it wasn't a success for him. So he came back here, remarried, started a life again, and then uh, your boys came through in 2010. Uh, did high school one year here, and uh, pretty much that's how I've been here, bro. You went to university. You went to Carleton University of Ottawa. Carleton University in Ottawa, man. Yeah. Hell I had yeah, two man. options. I was either supposed to go to U of T. Uh, in Scarborough, yeah, I'll go to Ottawa for Carlton for journalism. So I was like, I'm definitely going to. He said, "Fuck Scarborough." No, nah, I'm never going to Scarborough to 
Did learn. people warn you about Scarborough or like were for you real? Like, people warned me, and uh, I think okay, it was yeah. a bad decision because it's not that bad. Like I could have had a great education at University of Toronto. Yeah, you know. And bro, my buddy went to that campus, man. It's, bro, my sister's in the school. She, right she, now. Ended, uh, she ended up going. Yeah. Are you impressed by it? I'm very impressed. I love this. It's like a prestigious school, man. Do you think yeah. you fucked up? I think I did, man. To be honest, yeah. Yeah, shout out to all your friends you made at Carlton. They don't mean shit to come. Nah, I love right? them. They know. They know I love them. I'll do anything for them. I regret going to Carlton. Those are yours, not mine, bro. <laughs> so you studied, was it communications or? Yeah, I studied communication studies. Yeah. Man, a lot of comedians. Conrad yeah. does uh, stand-up. I don't know if we mentioned that. He's one of the comics in the city yep, in yep. Toronto. Top a lot of best, best new comic. Debatable, you know, he's a candidate, a candidate for that award, uh, you know, at the the uh, <laughs> the ballot's not yet back, so we'll, we'll find right. out next episode. We'll, we'll call me for that position, <laughs> for sure. Uh, the, uh, a lot of comedians do communications. Like, yeah. that's like the thing that, did you know you wanted to do comedy before you started your undergrad? Uh, to be honest with you, I really wanted to do film, if I'm being completely honest. But, like, I, I think as I got older, I realized, like, decisions like that, I beg, you can't just like choose to do film. When you say film, you mean as a director, That's a director writer, yeah. Like... I used to make like shitty movies. Like I have a bunch. I have like fifteen really bad movies from when I was like In Nigeria. No, from Canada mainly. Oh. Like when I moved there, it's like the first because I wanted to do journalism and my whole thing was like um essentially I just like I feel like storytelling is fun. Yeah. Whatever medium you can. So my whole thing is if a joke, even in comedy, I look at it this way. If a joke is funny, whoever has to tell that joke should tell the joke. Like, I don't have to be the one that, like, or whoever ha has to make these people laugh, they should. I don't have to be the one all the time. So journalism was that what I want to do with that. And I think communication, on the other hand, gives you that angle of, like, you over communication is essentially studying how journalism is run. How journalism is run. Yeah. That's essentially communication. Like so it's more behind the scenes. Like yeah. Media, like all of it. The Huffington Post and all that stuff. It's just understanding media. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much what communications is. So I when I got into that, I was like, oh perfect. This is even way better than I expected. So my whole thing when I was doing that was like I'm not saying I was a funny guy, but like I was I was the guy that like I I just had fun. Like I love I sometimes I don't like having fun. And when I have fun, it gets it's weird. It's police is involved kind of situation. What? And it happened a lot. So all of that. <laughs> this is in school. We're in school, yeah. So you avoid, so you're like an introvert, and when you let loose, it gets what? Violent? The theft is involved? Uh, what happens? Like you gotta. I just have fun, man. So why did the police get involved on what? Like, <laughs> that's a very sound specific story. Well, like, it's theft, really. Assault. Where do we. Let me, I'm, I'll, I'll give you three. I'll give you three. Give me what the charge would be, at least. Oh, uh, I okay. One of them, the most famous one that got me in so much trouble was a uh, public urination. That okay, that was the most famous one, huh? That's the most famous one, and I, the reason why it's famous is I pissed on like a cop car, which is like you should never. So do when that. you let loose, you this pee is, anywhere. That's what it comes. Well, down I got to charged that. for it, so it's fine. <laughs> I don't know. You got charged, huh? They didn't drop it. Uh, I don't think they did. I followed up on it. They told me. Uh, they told me I'm, it's like my first offense. Yeah. I mean, like uh, the lenient on. Yeah, lenient. Yeah. So they like, just I got just got a little scolding, but I would do dumb stuff like that. It just to me, it was funny. Uh, when you were in school, were you, was all your family in Nigeria? Did you come alone? Uh, me and my brother came. Uh, we met up with my dad and his 
new family. Yeah. Um, met all my siblings. Um, but my other half of the family yeah. is in Nigeria, unfortunately. So, okay, so unfortunately, you, actually, I love that 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 they're hanging out. Do you think like they're the life that they have? Because like I go about like I'm from Sudan, yeah. and uh, you know I've been back a couple times for summers growing up, and it's like. Right away, your first instinct is to think, oh, these people don't have, you know, 4G. These people don't have this. They don't have that. So their life's going to suck. But you see there's a level of fulfillment there that's way higher than here. Way higher. And you start thinking, like, wait, am I in there? Like, am, do I have it wrong? You know, like, am yeah, I living I right? Am I living my best life? Am I really living my best life? People think about it. It's good I actually thought about that because like, I, I don't think a lot of people think about that. Oh, people man. People escape and they're like, oh, I'm out. Never going back, you know? In uh, Sudan, it's very... In Sudan, you pretty much study two things, engineering and medicine. And that, and Sudanese immigrants, they come here, their kids, they went into engineering or medicine, and if they didn't, their parents will tell you why they didn't go into engineering. Yeah. So that's, like, the topic right away, right? In Sudan, every... Like, all my cousins in the villages, they all have engineering degrees. They're all unemployed, and... Sudanese people are known for their laziness, right? That's like that's like a yeah. thing. That's we're known I didn't know for that, laziness. Actually, it's true. Someone <laughs> told me this, but it's true. They're like this Egyptian guy told me. They're like you're known for your laziness. Sudanese people, all their gifts are related to rest. And that, I look back. That's funny because I've heard that stereotype too, but Have I've also heard, heard like Nigerians are like the most hustlers. entrepreneurial, the hardworking, they and they also bro. really don't like the government. <laughs> they don't the give a shit about the government. Like my whole life, At my all. mom's presents were cushions and bed sheets, <laughs> just all related to bed resting. You know rest what I mean? Just resting. <laughs> Everyone's resting. But like every every novel scam. <laughs> I feel like started in Nigeria, you know, yeah. like it all. That's that's oh, the Nigeria. ground zero for any revolutionary scam. Yo, when I so when I turned sixteen, I graduated from uh, I graduated high school when I was sixteen, Nigerian high school. Humble brag, I was like one of those kids, right? And then at sixteen, my brother was going to university in Ghana. Uh, we've never been back to Ghana, so we figured, oh, it'd be a good place to go to school. So we went to university there. So me and my brother. Well, both he was two years older than me. I shouldn't have gone to university then. But the funny thing in that is I met a bunch of Nigerian guys there as well. And they were there specifically for online like scams. Like they, they moved to Ghana so they would be away was from... Is there less policing of internet? Or why uh, did they got to move for that? I think I think it was less policing of the internet. Because everyone knew Nigeria to be that spot, right? Oh, so it's like yeah, your yeah. browsing and your eyepieces. Oh, a Ghanaian... Yeah, Ghanaian prince. Yeah, like, oh, I, what? No, let's, well, let's no, give this a chance. Say, you know what I mean? Oh, let's keep reading. You know, at least they're not Nigerian, right? Let's let's see what it has to say. And then next thing you know, you lost two thousand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to unlock the other ten million, whatever the fuck it is. Bro, that's joke. But that's pretty much like the like I met these dudes, and I really like. If I was, that's one of the reasons too. I like, kind of I got into like journalist that whole journalistic like mindset came to me. It is like I saw these things happening. I was like, yeah, I want to learn more about what they're doing. Not because I want to, I have no skills in like. Just interest, curiosity. Just interest outside. And like, it's very interesting, man. They have, they had their whole thing going and like they made bank. Man, when I was in, I used to work in China for a couple months, right? Back yeah. in 2017. And uh, I used to go to Shanghai to on the weekends to hang out. And. All the drug dealers in Shanghai, like in this area that I was at, it's called like the French District. 
Yeah. It's like a very touristy area. There's just this one street where every dark corner has a Nigerian person in the corner. They're all wearing like yeah. collared shirts. Okay. Yeah. I ended yeah. up making friends with this one guy, Mike. The guy is in China doing electrical engineering. <laughs> and he's like, there's no, he used to tell me, he's like, there's no work for the black man in Shanghai. <laughs> I was like, shit, it is real here. God damn. I met another Nigerian dude who was in, uh, Importing, exporting, which is Vegas shit. That That's sounds like crime. Ve- oh, bro. That sounds I'm like crime. That do that shit. Oh, yeah, they, what, I, I bring in and, uh, you know, I bring send stuff, I out. take stuff I send, out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> stuff comes in, stuff comes out. People get paid. What, what why are you com- asking questions? What comes in and out, <laughs> uncle? Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it but it's crazy you know that's like a thing man like in nigeria like i'm from i'm Igbo, right Igbo is like uh you tell me the tribes right yeah, yeah Igbo is a very specific tribe uh, so there's three main tribes in nigeria Igbo, hausa and yoruba uh Igbos are known to be the when they speak of entrepreneurs like the Igbos are like like the best of them are you Igbo? you said i'm Igbo. yeah okay very fortunate so I, my brain works that's why i laugh when i don't know but that's the whole thing. So like, every in Ibo, in the Igbo 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 culture, like if you grow up and you start your own business, yeah, you like you everyone loves you. Like your boss. Wait, but is that not the status quo though? Like so you, you're saying, everyone is a hustler. Everyone's a hustler. So yeah. everyone, I would imagine, it's expected that you start something. Is that not nah, the attitude? That's the our the our definition of a hustle in Canada yeah. is very different from a definition of a hustle in Nigeria. Give me an example of a hustler in Canada and how a hustler. In... Um, okay, so one of my boys repaired laptops. That's his thing. Canada or Nigeria? Nigeria. Okay. That this guy has a like a limp hand. Like a fucked up hand. Like a fucked up hand. So he's repairing one handed. One handed. That's his thing. You're like he hustled this shit so hard. He's a real nigga. He's a real <laughs> fucking nigga. You're like real shit. I respect yeah. one of my, I respect that dude forever. Love that. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the hustle. Like you just find your so he did. Bro when I was younger I think when I was like 12 no 12 probably like six, seven. we used to sell ice blocks because there's no electricity in Nigeria, right? Yeah. Well, I, well, lucky enough, we had like a generator system in our, in our house. Yeah. So we turn it on all night, fucking put bags of ice in the freezer. Next morning, hustle it. Like my mom will help us sell it when we go to school. But that's me and my brother's Man, hustle. that is pressure. I have never heard of something selling ice. I have Bro, never. Bro, real in, shit. In Africa, that is some high pressure scenario right there. Bro, they, yo, it's yo. ice. It's a, you can sell it. That's the hustle. It's I'll different. give you 10 for that. Nah, five. <laughs> Nah, man, why that price is, bro? But just take it quick. <laughs> it's melting. <laughs> quick, just, just we'll take three for it. Come on. We have no time for negotiations. The ice is melting. <laughs> so what do people do? They buy how? What is the unit that you sell? Like a normal bag that I would uh, get. Here we sold a bag, a bag for thirty naira. So thirty naira would be the equivalent of I want to say, back then, which is probably like the mid two thousands, right? Uh, like early two thousands, I'd say. Those are good ice days. The good idea, yeah, bro. Mid two thousand, ice was on fire, bro. Fucking killing it, man. <laughs> the ice king. Equivalent would be like say fifty cents. So you I can get say. a Coca Cola for what someone buys a bag. Oh, a Coca Cola could be like a dollar fifty. Oh, like $2. legit. Yeah. So I'm trying to like it's all nine. It's called naira. The Nigerian currency is naira. Yeah. So right now, very... one Canadian dollar is two hundred and sixty-nine uh, naira. 
that's see that's changed and then it's inflated it's depreciated it's depreciated exactly depreciated yeah so the purchasing lot. powers got fucking tanked because tanked, of the bro. money printing and stuff which yeah. is basically all like post 2008 yeah yeah huh it used to be like one for a hundred. Used to be like one for hundred, pretty much. Yeah. I'll look that up. I could. There's a, a deflation calculator. I could. Yo, look check that up. check like the early check 2001, 2002. So let's say just for argument's sake. Yeah. One hundred naira is a Canadian dollar. That's yeah. That's a, you, just roughly. off the top of your head, roughly. Yeah. And you sold your bags of ice for thirty nine naira. Cents. So thirty thirty naira. So about. 30 cents. And if you wanted to buy a Coca-Cola, a bottle of Coca-Cola, it's like $1.50. It's about It used to be about 20 25 so, about, not, so you weren't caking off the ice game. Bro, we're fucking eight. We weren't supposed to be but making the, bank. Bro, but if... if a, so electricity, everyone has it, but it cuts a lot. Is I'm assuming, a lot. Just like Sudan. Yeah, exactly. Sudan, it cuts way less now. Over the years, it cuts less and less. Yeah. But back then, I imagine it was cutting oh, like it's crazy. Oh, really bad. Yeah, yeah. So ice is a luxury. It wasn't really a luxury, bro, because everyone had fridges, right? So you could still freeze your own ice. But our target, pretty much at that age, well, our target audience was like pretty much like people that had, a, if you're having a party, for example, and you need like 20 bags of ice. Oh, like, you were oh, doing wholesale. You were moving ice wholesale. Bro, honey, we're not saying small baggies. Oh, it's not like yeah, you want to yeah. drink a cup of water. Oh, yeah, you need. man. Yeah. You're playing it smart, Big man. bags, bro. <laughs> yeah. In 2001, <laughs> it was uh, one Canadian dollars, 85 naira. So Boom. way, way better. Wait, that's what I was saying. Like three times. 50 cents. Same yeah. thing with Sudan, man. It's depreciated like yeah. nuts. Like, it, I don't know how, man. Like, it just, I think, it, I, don't, I still don't understand economics, bro. So I don't even want to go into it. But, like, realistically, I think Nigeria was on the forefront of leading the African economy. Because they had oil. They had a big population of working. So what's, this, what's the capital youth of the population? Nigeria now? What's the, or in general? It, no, it's, well, it's changed. It used to be Lagos. Lagos is like the biggest city. So yeah. it's known for its, like, commercial. What's the hub? That's still the hub? It's still the hub, yeah. But the federal capital is called Abuja. Okay, Lagos yeah. is still pretty much the main business center in Africa, right? Every more so than Johannesburg, through, yeah. more yeah. so than Cairo, yep. from what I understand. Yep. Lagos yeah. is huge, bro. Yeah, man, the Nigerian economy is fucking it's thriving, booming, man. That's why it's surprising they didn't fucking catch up. Like, countries that caught up are strained. Like, Ghana caught up. Ghana has, like... Three, three quarter of the population Nigeria has like so small. Bro, I was blown. Ghana is not a third world country. It's not, bro. Bro, I met it's a not. white girl at some place I was working who keeps Probably going to Ghana, and I'm like, no, she, and I'm like, and I'm talking to her about Ghana, yeah. and she's telling me Ghana's not third world, man. You know oh. she's Ubering in Ghana. I'm like, everything, yo. yo. They had visa cards in Ghana when like I don't even think some Western countries were like deep into it yo <laughs> the, see it's this wild. is it as long as your country is not held down with islamic law <laughs> fucking uber and lyft they make their way in man business well, opportunities make their way in just to let you know though ghana is, is still kind of like nigeria it's 50 50 at least there's options yeah <laughs> <laughs> Facts, bro at least there's options Facts, man for sure you're not gonna see uber in sudan man damn that's rough though try to get uber in sudan during a friday prayer man you're done <laughs> Yo, Dude, I, I can I, imagine that situation, though. Like, like a hundred guys just run out of the mosque. It's like, yo, Uber, is that, where's my Uber? Yeah, yeah, they'll be like, I can't get an Uber during prayer. They'll be like, why yeah, are you we'll Ubering? Pray. Huh? 
Astaghfirullah, why are you not praying? He's like, oh shit, he ratted himself out. Yo, you know what's funny? Even the Uber driver probably is praying, you know? Cause yeah, like, my word. <laughs> you can see people, mad. there's very quick ways to pray in Islam. Like, you, oh, some people shit. pray with the finger. Oh, some people, no, there's, there's, ways, no, there's, ways, there's ways to do it, bro. On a plane, people yeah. will just like, pray with like the finger <laughs> up and down like people they get it in man they just try and get to heaven you know you get that prayer in you know, oh, one way or another bro. Bro, but i love hearing about i love the idea of hustling ice in africa as a kid bro that's the <laughs> thing man we thought because we thought about it what's the easiest thing we can produce you know and that's that's why in nigeria that's the hustle pretty much like if you're able to make something hustle it like if you have something that people people grow fucking corn and then they literally sell directly. So you go to their farm. It's, yeah. I guess it's the same thing here. It's but similar no, here, but it's on a smaller scale. On a smaller scale. Yeah. And also there's no like governmental like inquiries into it. So yeah, it's just people like, don't get fucking permits. That's yeah, what permits. I thought was the most interesting That's thing it. of like yeah. they wave the cops off if they ever try to like bullshit really? them about like you're not supposed to be selling corn on this street or you and need a permit do, to be in this end of town. If they do, what second. they're saying is like give me a little bit of cash and I'll fuck off. Oh Bro, yeah. That's much, the man. rest of the world that is the pretty good, much it. Outside handshake? of North America. Yeah, you ever yeah. get that handshake? I've Ooh. seen it. I've I didn't Everything's for sale. Everything's for sale. I love that. I think about that stuff. In Tanzania, my buddy's from there. That's yeah. what speeding, that's what pullovers are in Tanzania. Bro, that's like, it. Yeah, like, you know, you're, you're going very fast. It's kind of uh, like. To be fair, it's like that in like basically Europe. <laughs> the rest of the world. <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. For Italy, the most part of Europe, at least Eastern Europe, it's legit, man. Oh, Maybe yeah. like. No, in Italy, they don't get In the countries. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine in Milan, like. Oh no, there's definitely different parts of Italy, yeah. Nor- yeah. Northern Europe, but like on the coast. Like, like yeah, the the countryside, the rural areas in many places in the world for sure. Not really North America. I, maybe well, in like the fucking Alabama, you could still probably just slip a cop forty. You know, yeah, be good. I think uh, there's definitely Not if places black, like that. We're just humans, man. Humans are just like always inclined. If if that if someone presents them with the opportunity, it's like it's a twenty. It's like it, it's not a big deal. But it's here, there's like, yeah. a system in place to surface to out check them. Yeah. people that are accepting bribes. Yep. There's all these systems in place, so it's so dangerous to accept. Yeah, bribes. it's a dangerous They're... game. But people love people who have sex without condoms. It's fine. <laughs> people do risky people things. People do crazy you know? shit, man. It's the game, baby, man. <laughs> Babies are being born, so someone's okay. doing it. <laughs> oh yeah, bro. Someone is coming. Someone's fucking not safe. <laughs> I uh, when That's I growing up in uh, Canada, yeah. my hustle. Uh, Starting in like fourth, I came to Canada six years old. Yeah. By the time I was like nine and ten, as soon as snow would start falling, yeah. I'd right away be. I'd wake up early on the weekends and I'd just go and start raining on. Uh, I'd go to the nearest like adjacent middle class neighborhood because we were in like yeah. the government subsidized neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, bro. Right. So you leave that, you go to the middle class, and you start ringing on doorbells and just be like. Just try to look extra cute. Chevy, yeah, yeah, you know? <laughs> and dude, I had a system for it. At the beginning, I was all honest, doing all the yeah. work. But it's all about doing a fair amount of work and clearly putting in the effort, but kind of like looking like you're struggling. Yeah. So they eventually, they, they, have, they pay you up front. Yeah. And then they just come and help you halfway through. Yeah. And then you They're double your kid, drive, you, you know? double your driveways. Yeah. You know, you gotta play the game. You know, bro, you yeah. can't just be killing driveways. That's the market for it, man. Bro, People just... are always looking at that stuff. 
which is insane. Like right now, like I work, I do landscaping right now. Yeah. So it's like fairly close to that. Like the kid, the era of the kids hustling, it's done, man. We it's think. not, man. Well, it's not. I guess, but it's coming more professional, you know? Everything becomes more professional. That's well, the, the crazy thing about life. <laughs> the immigrants one generation younger, like my little brother, he's still the same generation. Yeah. Much. They're still hustling, man. One time I was driving in my hometown, London, Ontario, past yeah. a random intersection, and I saw my brother. <laughs> <laughs> Selling flowers at a corner, and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I kept, I didn't even stop, and I was just like, "Man, the hustle is real." He was selling flowers. He, flowers he had like four bro. bunches. I don't remember if it was even uh, uh, Valentine's Day or anything. It was yeah. just hustling flowers, man. The hustle lives on, bro. I'm telling Yo, you. Yo, does he cut the flower himself? Like... Bro, I just kept driving. I was like, "That's my moody," and he's selling flowers. God damn, the hustle is real. Just kept going. Yo, it's jokes. Man, when I, I was hustling, uh, man. I, when I, hustling. I used to go back to I went to, back to Sudan like three times after I yeah. came to Canada, okay. and the second time was like tenth grade, and when I was in Sudan, I bought like twenty jerseys, fake jerseys. That's when World Cup was just happening. Yeah. So I was bought Barcelona, and I came back, and I was hard hustling jerseys yeah. at school, bro. <laughs> fake, but like everything was there to look yeah. real, but it obviously the price point is like this is obviously not yeah. real. Yeah. But everything, the data sign is three lines. Because you know you go to the markets in these countries, yeah. and they'll have two Adidas lines and half a Nike check. You yeah. know, and they'll say Adibas or Adibas. something. Adibas. <laughs> ah, man, my boy had the Adibas for a year, bro. Roasted the shit out of him. My man's trying to pull checks in an Adidas. <laughs> they don't know better, man. That's fucking... It's real, man. But that's what's interesting. Like, I feel like they don't, there's no standard there, you know? Like, the standard is just survival. Like, straight up. Like, that's the everyday. You wake up in the morning, let's get to the end of this day. I need to sleep. You spend your whole 24 hours just going through a process that's like... Because, like you said, like, there's there's no law. There's no... It's not, there's, there's, not, law. there's no law. There's yeah. law, but, like, there's no... It's more of an understanding. Enforced. Yeah, yeah, than it is. So you have all these factors coming in, and, like, what do you have? It's just, like... People are just doing things, man. Like, it's crazy. I love the idea of, like, someone growing up in that hustle and then coming to Canada. And then like you're like, 15, what 16, is everyone 17? doing here? Yeah, and then just, like, trying wow. to understand. Because, man, I've met Nigerians here that are, like, they got, like, multiple... I met a guy one time that had multiple business cards. It's Bro. just whatever scenario, like, presents himself, <laughs> he just quickly flips through them and be like, plumbing? Just one's like... I'm like, these guys are hustling. It's always a Nigerian guy that tells me about his hustle, and it's crazy impressive. Well, the UN puts out stuff. They say, like, the increase of, like, quality of life when you move to certain countries. Like, the Nigerians, like, just about any other country they move to, they make a shitload of money. Hell yeah. That hustle translates. Exactly. It's just like that. what you were talking about of just, like, the guy with a fucked up hand. It's just, like, everyone still feels like they got to work. You got to work, So it's like... Well, no matter what I'm doing, where I'm going, what the situation is, like, okay, I end up in fucking Germany somewhere. Yeah. Time to get working. Yeah. Like, that that attitude is just like, shit is going to eventually work out. It has to, you, man. You, you got to have terrible luck. Yo, to know. Yo my, uh, my, my, just, just, uh, he just mentioned it. Like, you say you've seen Nigerians are everywhere, bro. One of my cousins, he moved to Vietnam. But Sick. you know what's crazy about him? He moved to Vietnam and everyone at home thought, he moved abroad, so they're just assuming he was in the best country in the world, wherever that is. Oh, they didn't even know what country he they went to? They didn't even know the context of Vietnam is also a third world country, but they just assumed he's somewhere. That's the most vague and he going went, away party. 
Bro, he... <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Where are you going? Bye. Uh, we, we Let's get some ice. Vietnam? Okay, have fun. <laughs> but he hustled so much, bro. Brought so much shit back for the family and stuff. And, like, it felt like he went to the UK. Like, straight up. It's just the hustle, bro. He fucking did... Importing and exporting. That's yeah. what he did when he was there. Just handled bringing just shit in, bringing shit it, it's out. It's definitely legal shit. 100%. Skimmed a little money off the top. That's 100%, it. 100%, bro. Oh, actually, the Nigerian guy in Shanghai told me, he said, he said, I'm not a rich man. Like, I'm, I'm trying to get the Nigerian accent right. But, bro, it was <laughs> sick. We were, like, smoking the worst yeah. weed, of course, yeah. right? Yeah, bro. Anytime you leave Canada, anytime it's, you leave North America or, like, someplace it's just in Europe, it's garbage weed. I think you're just smoking debt <laughs> he's like i'm not a rich man i i i just do this to get by and i'm like damn this guy's definitely got money only somebody who's got money nah. says i'm not a rich man but I mean, if i'm being honest i'm I i'm not a rich, rich guy i'm just doing this to me yeah but you, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah, yeah but but somebody who just humbly says i am not a rich man it's like damn you definitely got money though. yeah too humble Nah, man, it's hustle, man. I think, like, the hustle never ends, man. Like, that's the thing about money, too. Like, how much money is enough money? It never Bro, really is. Uh, Patrick sucks. was saying Nigerians going to Germany. Yeah. Did you ever spend any time in Europe? Uh, no, not really. Like, uh, no. I, I didn't get you, the opportunity to. You know what I noticed about black people in Europe? Yeah. They come from the darker African countries. So the the black people in Europe are like uh, South Sudanese, yeah. uh, like Cong Congolese, 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 like yeah, like they're from like very Senegal, dark, yeah, yeah, like I don't know, I want to say Namibia, but I don't even know, but still, like yeah, they no. they're very dark, yeah. right? Yeah, and like it'll be like Nigerians, Sudanese, Somalians, Eastern Africans, Eritreans that yeah. come, though those people like. Go to North America. I don't know what the separation is. If you go to like yeah. France, it's all the darkest people, like Senegal. Yeah. They go there. Algeria. Al I think it's Algeria basically is light. Algeria's not that dark. Algeria's in the yeah. north. No, I still think just because of like who's there, like it's because of like the colonies and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of French colonies French, with those. Yeah, yeah, so right. like that's what I mean by Algeria is like that because that was one of theirs. They had a couple yeah. more. Same with Italy. Like as far as Italy is. Like, almost all the African immigrants there are from, like, the three countries that they basically ruled over up until the end of the Second World War. Yeah, true. Because they just, like, them. they had people going back and forth. Like, That's a good yeah. point. For them, it's business, really, if you think about it. And, yeah, and also, like, the connection, you know? fa familial connections, like, began, like, you know, in the early 1900s of just, like, people yeah. going back and forth. Like, that's always how you make a lot of money is just by, like, moving stuff from one country to the other. Yeah. The price just goes up. So, they like, that's how you establish these kinds of, like, flows of immigrants of just like damn we, the, we got to the bottom of this pretty like concretely pretty quick bro, no, 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 like, oh, just yeah just <laughs> just follow the trade flow it's like oh okay but that's well, good man i actually yeah. like that like yeah, yeah, yeah like, I, I didn't think of that that's a good it's point really also most nigerians go to the uk for the same reason like everyone from my high school in nigeria that moved like that outside nigeria for yeah. like university or anything all to the UK, most of them. Why? Then, what, was, what was the thing that what made the UK? Because the UK is kind of like the number England. one option for the world, so to speak. Well, no, it's just England, the British. Exactly. The so, British. So when the you say that, what do you mean by bro. that? The colonial connection, like it's so much. There's so much connection between like all the countries. When did Nigeria get its independence? 1960. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, so England basically sort of went through like a guilt trip in the 1960s yep. and was just like, it was more just like. Letting him in? They didn't want, no, well, they basically were like, I can't really afford to be fucking sending like military and shit over Every there. Day. It's like running a country costs way more money yep. than it's worth. And also the people there fucking don't like you, really. Yeah, they, yeah. No one likes being ruled. Yeah. So they kind of were like, oh, we'll be nice now. We'll let everybody go. You guys yeah. all take control of yourself. But what they really, like one of the big connections still in Nigeria, like the biggest companies in Nigeria have like tons of UK banks invested in yep. them. Like they start, uh, like they gave Nigeria basically up their until- Their commerce is still intertwined. Yeah, and Nigeria didn't used to have its own printing press. Like they weren't printing their own money. So prior to that, like most of the money that they got was from banks in England. Were they using yeah. British pounds before yep. 1960? Well, that's the what their pound. loans were in. They have their own currency. No, they they even used the currency up until probably like the seventies, eighties, maybe. <laughs> you yeah. just go to like a corner store, try to get a coke, you pay with a pound. He's no, like, real shit. Can't break that. Like, real shit, can't man. Can't break my, that my, shit, bro. <laughs> what the fuck? A pound? What do you think this is, man? That's like eight thousand naira. <laughs> no, but, like, that see, but that's when the economy was strong. Because I think after the British left Nigeria, in particular, for this particular, it's like when they left, what they did was they had this whole setup that was really good. But no one could control it. Like, no one knew how it ran. No one knew the the, the government was coup, coup d'etat after coup d'etat, just, like, kill the president, military. This is right after they left. Right the after, bro. The 70s in, is insane. Yeah. There was yeah. a Biaf- the Biafra oh, that's war, when Fela Kuti came, bro. That's, that's the birth of Fela Kuti right represented, there. represented, bro. He then was the voice, music. If you don't know Fela Kuti, by the way, check out Nigerian political activist slash musician, one of my favorites. One of the greatest Nigerians ever, like, oh, for yeah. sure. Definitely. But I think after that period, uh, what you saw was like, uh, it became Nigerians trying to educate themselves a lot more. And then so they started moving to, they, I think the British also brought them in for like to become more academics and stuff like that. So you had like a number of, the uh, what's the guy, the Nigerian writer that won the Nobel Prize? Uh, uh, Shoyinka, I forget his first name, but his last name is Shoyinka. Was he Igbo? No, no, it's Yoruba. Yorubas are very smart. Oh. They're the smart ones. Like so they're like the scholars. Smart. They're the scholars, yeah. So, um, I forget his name, but it's Shoyinka something. Uh, Nobel Prize winner. Uh, Wol Soyinka? Yeah, Wole, Wole Shoyinka. Yeah, that's him. So yeah. they won Nobel Prize in what? He won the Nobel Prize in... Peace Prize. Nobel Peace Prize for literature. Uh, his literature stabilized the country or he uh, summarized through, the through issues? Art. Or what the art was a huge huge player and in, in when Nigeria like try to get it what it is right like when Nigeria trying to put itself together after the British left yeah art was probably the one of the most important tools in movies music Felakuti as you just mentioned writers like Wole Shoenka Chino Achebe you had like uh sick names Bro, these Chino are like Achebe. oh man they, I'm shivering just man these are I like love that. great dudes man I love that like China Chebe man, I I was lucky enough to visit China Chebe's house when when high school in Nigeria. He uh, there's a writing essay competition. I like I kind of did good on it, so they took us all to go chat with Is him. Is everything laminated, or he lives there still? He I think he died. He passed away. But like when he was there, like it was an old like an old country house because he lived. He moved to the village. Oh, true. After he get spent with the his, people. Get with the bro. Yeah, man. Nigeria sounds like a fucking. It that sounds like, like a. a t- like you a learn, symbol, man. man. It's symbolic, yeah, man. Yeah, These guys were—they're all every every word they spoke. An icon. Was like, bro, it's deep. Everything. What's it they say said. the name one more time? 
Chino Achebe. Chino Achebe. That sounds amazing, man. I got I have an interest in these Nigerian names. Yeah. I gotta learn more yeah. about Sudanese history, man. The problem I think, with Sudan uh, is that it's yeah. like there's because uh, it's Sharia North Sudan is where I'm from. I mean it's Sudan and then it's split up because um Yeah. You know, the whole country used to be Sharia Islamic law. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that weren't Muslim. Yeah. And a lot of them were in the south. And that's pretty much what drove for the most part, this separation, right? Yeah. So now the North is Sharia law still. So it's like, bro, last time I was in Sudan, I remember that I told you when I bought those jerseys, I went there in like 10th grade. Yeah. I was walking in the capital with my cousin and uh, in Su- and they have two types of police in Sudan. They have regular police That's so African, and they have Islamic way. police. And the Islamic police is just a bunch of grown boy, uh, boy scouts driving yeah. around in a fucking pickup truck in a blue, like, basic blue military style uniform with no weaponry they're just two of them are in the cabin three are in the box yeah and driving around bro they pulled me and my cousin over because my shorts were too uh shallow like essentially Jeez, in islam you always yeah in islam you always have to have by the rules you have to have your belly button to your knees covered right yeah. And and these shorts covered my knees, right? But they just were bored. They're just looking yeah. for something. They pulled me over and they start harassing us. And my cousin's like, he's a Canada boy. <laughs> like, yeah. He doesn't know any better. God forbid, next time we'll make sure he doesn't wear shorts in this 38 degrees Celsius night weather. You know? like, Bro, it's so interesting to I'm see. I'm like, this yeah. is why a country doesn't progress. This is why a country is held up and slowed down. They're carrying yeah. these bags that are filled with rocks that is all this rigid all day religious requirements they do this all day so it's hard now you honest like it's very interesting man and it's cool to look at like how things like religion play such a big role massive man in Every- a country that pretty much ignored religion for most of its years most countries actually religion played very little on like, I think what they are right now from what know? i understand in sudan the religion came with the arabs and when the arabs yeah. took over right before that, I don't know what there was. There were animalists and stuff yeah. like that, right? They would have been pagans. Pagans, Technically yeah. pagans. Pag- and tra- the land, tra- the sun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like yeah, exactly. Tra- traditional, traditional religions. So you had, like, the uh, traditional African religions. Yeah, and basically the biggest difference is um, with most religions, very big thing, like, Europe was also, like, not Christian. It was pagans and stuff. They, oh, yeah, if you go way back. Exactly. Yeah, 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 same yeah. thing with Africa, though. It's, like, the exact yeah, same process. Th- it's, like, Arabs, Jews, and Christians yeah. show up, and they basically, their tendency is to build over top of other people's old shit. So you, you tend to lose it. But, like, the African pagan religions were very similar. Of Like, their gods were not, like, in the sky or in a different world. Like, they were part of nature, all, the trees, the but, land, exactly, but, very Native American style. But it's similar yeah. to Native Americans, similar to like Odinists and everything like that. Like those yeah. guys were not looking up. They looked at like, you know, trees and like big pieces of forest. It's like, oh, well, this is the God kind of thing. Yeah. Very similar. And then you get um, like religions from the Middle East. Those are the ones that are like very focused on like. You have like a set of behavioral requirements yeah, in this yeah. life, it's a rule book. Yeah, so yeah, that yeah. you get access yeah. to the bonus prize afterwards. Yeah, that is not did not exist in like Native American, yeah, Native African, explicit or Native rule European. Book, essentially. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it was also not about like your goal is like do shit for some bonus prize. Yeah. It, like there was no heaven or anything like that. It's like this is it's it. The now, like, yeah, you exactly. got to like you know 
treat the gods good because it's like don't cut down the forest don't yeah because we get a good animals. harvest yeah. and it's all about the now and then it switched to like hey uh the vague ideas. yeah exactly so all the high level people controlled the narrative to say well fight for this issue because it's related to god and if you see the rule book so I, make yeah. every issue an issue related to your faith Right. Even though yeah. if it has nothing to do with the faith, because then the people feel like it's their responsibility to align with whatever issue you made. And also the easiest thing in the world to say is like, we do this thing like we're in religion. A, did you know that all the religion B guys, they were going to get all the religion A guys. They're going to yeah, get exactly. us. They're gonna, so, yeah. which, is, which is like pretty much go. like how it all began too. like when, exactly. when Christianity came to Africa with the Portuguese and all them, their whole thing was. Oh, no, no, no. With our God, you get to dress nice. You get to eat good food. You get to all these perks. With your God, it's luck. You know it's luck, right? And then, it, man, if they prove to you multiple times that your kid can be healed from, I don't know, giving him a three back to eat. Like, if, if they prove to you it doesn't work, you'll be like, I guess your God's dope. And then that's it. So it's all about taking those small like issues that they had and just fucking flipping it on them yeah, over and, and over. And I got nothing against religion. I got nothing against Islam. Obviously, I was raised as like a pretty yeah. hardcore Muslim. I was raised as Muslim. There's, yeah. a, there's so much I still benefit. I respect religion. Oh, 100%. Yeah. What I'm saying is when you take a state and impose the rule book of a religion, it's it not going to go man. well, man. You're not inspiring growth. You're not, America, you're is have a good, America is a good example to look at how they went through when state and religion no, merges, it confederacy. Like, it's crazy, right? It's a good example of, oh, okay, what happens? what happens? I mean, the now is the a result of pretty much oh, religion having fucks. a very little effect in the state control, right? Yeah. But in Sudan, like, just like, I remember growing up and like seeing the news, like, maybe 10, 12 years ago, there's like a British teacher in Sudan. She's teaching kindergarten and she has a teddy bear. And she asked the students, what should we name the teddy bear? And the students were like, Muhammad, right? It's a super common, it's the most common name of the world. Yeah. We love saying that stat, right? Yeah. It's obviously the, uh, the prophet, right? Yeah. Bro, people rioted. They were trying to kill her. Like yeah. they had to like quarantine her and get her out of there and stuff because she named this teddy bear Muhammad. They took such offense to it that they were willing to impose violence. And that's why... That's this was one, recent. This is recent. And that's one of the reasons why I personally like telling people, like, yeah, I'm kind of religious. Like, what's the what do you want to do about it, you know? Wait, so you're on the lighter side, you're saying? I'm a, I, de I'm, I definitely am still religious. But I, I feel like... I Not like I push it on anyone and like I talk to people like, yeah, I'm religious. You should know this. But it's like if I'm in conversation and everyone... Because that's the thing. Everyone wants to be an atheist. If that makes any sense. Well, we're so in, we're so deep in the comedy scene. We think that. But that's what atheism is trendy. It's trendy, man. It's cool. It's cool as shit. It's like having a beard now. Like, I mean, bro, having a beard, not believing in God. Like coffee, I'm a cool it's, guy. You know, I drink in, coffee bro. every morning. I got a tattoo too. You know Supreme, what I'm saying? Like, it's all just hype it's all me. Stuff. Like, yeah, that's man. all atheism I am. It's like it's pretty hype. You just uh, being a, that's the issue. And like, no one really looks at religion from. I guess like its origin point as to like how, like what 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 was the whole purpose behind it? There must have been something, you know. Well, what I'm now, saying? Like it wasn't just well, the bad. That thing. is very, th as weird as it seems now. That was a very good system at some point. Oh, that, yeah. absolutely. Fair, if fair. the world were to crumble right now, okay, yeah. and only one hundred thousand human beings le are left, 
and those 100,000 oh, are all the forest people. There's still hunter-gatherers, and yeah. when the world fucks up, they know exactly how to continue living. We're fucked. Instagram's gone, so oh, we die in three yeah. days. You know what I mean? We're done. I'll kill myself. There's 100,000 people left, and they find the Quran, they find the Bible, they find this thing. That's a great starter pack yeah. to get them going for at yeah. least a couple hundred years, yeah. right? Because it gives you an understanding of what being you is. You know what I'm saying? Like it gets a, you to stick together. Stick together. The, the, those are the elements it has a great of religion. That it has a very great this, built in. The lifestyle of it. Yeah. It is true. It's just like there's the extreme, the, the extremes of it, which you've seen in multiple ways, but some of them we don't even acknowledge. Like, slavery, bro, is straight up religious. Like, no one even acknowledges that. We think of more of the political aspects of slavery. It's like for, for the most for the most part, like, for the most part, of slavery is actually built on, like, people coming from a different place with these ideas and then them bringing in the fucking vicious ones that wanted to sell people. Like, that's pretty much the process of how it came about. So if there was no religion, we wouldn't have slavery. So with that said, like... With no religion, we would have been in a totally different course of, like, social evolution. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't even know where we'd be at. That's so interesting. If religion never existed, Check this. where would we yeah. be at? Do you think we'd be like on Mars or do you think we'd all be like extinct? Yo, me and my dad always have this conversation whenever I hang out with him. You and who? Me and my dad. Okay. We talk about this and it's kind of interesting because he's like, I thought he's good with his words. Yeah. But uh, he, we always talk about this. So like, yo, if Africa didn't get like penetrated in some way like if no if nobody <laughs> came into african shit nice. what would it be like right now like you've seen multiple versions like black panther is the idea like oh that's the what it would look like i don't think it would be that intense but for sure it would be something totally different and what the ideal situation is why i guess black people are mad about the bunch of shit like yeah you literally came in fucked up our own process and now we have whatever you told us is normal and it's been really so many years our shit has faded from our head and now we're stuck in this loop of like if i man it's so weird bro so it goes back to what we were talking about earlier it's like yeah. technological progress and innovation versus fulfillment so if no one ever pe penetrated that's your word if no one ever penetrated it is africa man, I, yeah fucked. you're right they, they come fucked. they settle blah 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 <laughs> if they never did that then maybe they they'd be at a an elevated level of life fulfillment yeah uh they might not have the technology but i they think definitely yeah. wouldn't i mean i i'm well certain yeah. aspects of the technology but definitely also there would be so much less violence oh bro. so Absolutely. much less violence so that, much less that yeah. who gives a shit about 4g if you could literally just like Throughout, like, more than two-thirds of the country just have, like, very docile, like, isolated yeah. tribes who, like, they bump into each other and they're going to have a fight, but there is not, like, a perpetual series of, like... No, no, like, Africa's biggest problem is, like, people tend to come from outside of one of the countries yeah. and then fuck that up. Yeah. Whether it was white people doing it and then now it's just other 
black people in Africa yeah. go from one place to the other and tend to cause shit. Like most revolutions, because people are tribal. Yeah, exactly. But that's what I mean. Yeah. It's like if that tribal stuff had not have been like fucked up and redrawn with a bunch of like arbitrary, like the lines that make up the countries in Africa have Bro. nothing to do with where nothing. the tribes actually. It's the scramble. Oh, because there's tribes many within each country. Africa. So those are the national, and the national is kind of like you should the, what we understand like the our people are but within the your like nigeria yeah. like okay this is the understood perimeter that is our country but within it our country Bro, is these 10 groups there's or 12 49 groups. different languages 49. in nigeria and 49 so, different languages and, and some of them like never have, would have met each other or been forced which, into each other and then some of them have actually been cut off from places that is like their yeah. literal part of their homes part of where their families had existed for hundreds of years, and then some shit cartography work yeah. just draws a line and cuts them off. So, like, th that yep. kind of thing of, like, well, we're missing a huge group of, like, who our people were because they've been cut off from us, and now we're also forced up next against these people who we never knew. Like, we never bumped into these people before. Yeah. We were all fine before. You know what's that interesting? That pisses people off. Yeah. It does. Piss, it, Especially it really when does. It really does. Outsiders are doing it to you. Like, if yeah, someone man. did it in Canada, white people would behave but, exactly know, the same. They dude, would be fucking violent as shit. Oh, it's... And it's so fucking angry all the time. It's human nature, yeah. yeah no, it's that's someone what coming I mean. onto your like property. Politics, it's like someone coming into your backyard and politics, saying, Politics, religion, hey, I think it's any human. Like, it yeah. doesn't matter what your politics are, your what your religion is. Like, if it's you put human any nature. human it's your property, through that experience, yeah, it's your you get personal the same result, space, bro. right? But yeah. you know what's interesting? It's a pl personal attack. Pl places like Canada can never experience that. And that's why... Play, yeah. That's that's one of the perks. I guess not one of the perks, but like one of the positives of this whole. This is probably the worst thing I've ever said in my life. But I, I, you know, everyone knows where this is going. One of the positives of whatever happened back in the day is now we live in a state where like there's so much multiculture and mixture. I don't feel like I'm special. If that makes any sense, like pretty much like now we're all just like and. In some way, it's bad, but in some way, too, it's, like, that idea of, like, um, being in a group or with just your own group of people forever, that's off the table. Like, right now, you can move to any country, and that's something that wouldn't have happened. It would have been, everyone would have been happy, but we would have not been connected, you know? If you're with your own, if you're with your own you're there's a deeper level of satisfaction. Happy. There's a deeper level, and but that's, that's the level that I think Africa wanted. And I think that's the level they needed. Yeah, put, bringing people together like the internet did, like universities did, yeah. like all these things, these are necessary for sharing thought, for progressing our entire species forward. They're yeah. not but violently like, opposed at, either. At a micro yeah. level, it creates problems that wouldn't be there if we were just all Nigerians sticking together, yeah. all Sudanese sticking together, all yeah. Canadians, or I guess you know, all Irish, or all whatever it Canadians is. Canadians is not a fucking thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All Germans, a... all whatever, sticking together. Yeah. We'd just be like little semi like uh, forest living people, all, tribes all, all, all over the world. Way more satisfied, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Have well, a... I, think, I, I think this is more what I think. This is like I talk with my pops and stuff. We talk about, we're like, man, the thing is, the sharing aspect of it will still be there. Like, people will still work together. 
but on their own terms. Exactly. That's what I'm you talking know? about. It's like the internet is like, yeah, you would have hiccups and problems and you would bump into people you don't like, but it's totally different if someone says like, hey, guess what? Yeah. You now are living next to this group. It's like, but I don't live here and I've never met these people before. Oh, I don't care. I have guns. That's like what fucks people up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you have it just like, we're our group. Some of the people in our group are making their own decision yeah. to go and see if they could go and cooperate with this other group. That shit works out great. It's Bro, the other the dialogue, version where man. someone shows up and says, you and you, this is this fuck now. off. Yeah. We're making a new uh, you guys thing have, here. You guys have been fucking up so much. I'm here to make this shit better. better. <laughs> okay. Like, they sent uh, me. Yeah, That's right? the worst attitude as well. Sent me. Yeah. yeah. But that's pretty much what, I, I don't know. I think, yeah, I think, I, I don't know. I like being Nigerian. It's probably, like, my favorite part. I'm not even, that's the weird part. Like, I'm half, too. Like, I'm half Nigerian, but I grew up there. Like, so that's really the only thing I really know. Like, my brain is pretty much all Nigerian. But then I lived in Canada, and, like, I'm a citizen. And then, like, my dad's from Ghana. So, like, I don't know, man. I'm just happy to be the black dude that, like, What's, was in can Nigeria. You speak, can you speak pigeon English? Yeah. Yeah? The, I feel so, like, you know, pigeon English is like uh, the market English, like in Nigeria. In Nigeria. It's like, really it's small, like, man. That's how you hustle. All the street talk is pigeon English, right? Everybody from Nigeria, Sabi, speak pigeon English. I Was was that pigeon English right that's there? That's straight pigeon. Wait, say it again. Everybody from Nigeria, Sabi, speak pigeon English. So that means everyone in Nigeria speaks pigeon English? Knows how to speak pigeon English. Yeah. No, man. I went to school with a guy named... Uh, He's a fucking bitch. Where are you about to no, 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 no. <laughs> he came from like an, uh He came from like a very well-to-do affluent family. Yeah. And his father refused to let him learn pigeon English. Those are all bitches, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I sent him. Yeah, I sent him a... Ba- I shot... Like, I, I tossed That's a joke. basketball at him once. Yeah. It's his head. You know what I mean? I can't play basketball. I knew it. I can't play basketball. I knew he wouldn't but, catch like, it, right. I can't play basketball either, so don't make fun of that. But still, you would catch it. Though, I'll catch right? the ball. I sure. made that. I made that up. I was just nah, really. But no, but that's the thing. I think like back in Nigeria, I love I love pigeon, man. This is I have a whole thing. I don't know, man. Some people get opportunity to work and shit, and that's one thing I've like learned in life. Like sometimes you might have this cool idea, and like you would never have the opportunity to work in it. But there's this thing I've, I've always thought about this in Nigeria. 80% of the population speaks pidgin English. Okay. But everybody has to learn English. And then when you hear them speak the English, it's not that good. Because they know pidgin English? Just because it's not their fucking language. English okay. is not their language. Like yeah, if they want to That's fine. Yeah. Like so, I mean that's what I mean. So my idea is like, yo, what if everything is run and done in the language that everyone knows, pidgin? Like, literally, they, they should write books in Pidgin so people understand business in Pidgin. So is Pidgin English, like, uh, is it a mixture of, like, it, what is yeah. the language in Nigeria? Is it Swahili? What is it? It's not Swahili. So Nigeria has, like, a, like 49, 49 different languages, yeah. right? What's the main one that Igbo and these guys speak? The three main languages is Igbo, Hausa, Yoruba. Also, oh, the name of the tribe is the name of the language, too? Yeah. Okay. Pretty much, yeah. Actually, yeah, that's pretty much how it is for all of them. Yeah. So you could leave your house one day in Nigeria and not be able to speak to a Nigerian. 
with pidgin english with, you can speak so with pidgin everybody. english is the mediating mediating I that's what that. connects everybody that's sick so yeah, it's like that's the, the first thing that comes up when you look up the language it says like yeah. it has a bunch of official languages but almost everyone in the country speaks um pidgin. moderate level of english which i think that's their that's, code for yeah pidgin english exactly. which by the way like that's like in blood diamond when you Damn. see the guy yeah, making the, the gun deals Chris. and shit like that. Chris. Yeah, that was it. That was the exact, yeah. I love but, that. So what's the hi? How are you? Like, what's the first thing you say in Pigeon English? How you did? How you did? How you did? How you did? It's pretty much English, but they put in, like, this key. I, bet what I read the history. It's it's the right. It's mostly Portuguese. Uh, so, like, they feel like it might. It's not spelled the same way, but pronunciation-wise. Yeah, yeah. So I think there is doing. Was Nigeria colonized in, by the Portuguese? They brought religion. They they didn't colonize them, bro. They came in first. And this is another reason why people don't respect Pigeon English. Pigeon English is pretty much like slave language. Ah, true. Because they didn't know how to communicate, so they yeah. broke down their English, mixed uh, it with some Portuguese English, yeah. and then people started talking like that as it's well. like a mutt of language. Yeah, just yeah. like, yes, how can we mix... You, how you did? How you did? You, That's you why this guy's it, dad wouldn't said, let him learn it, huh? Because it's like a nah, lower just level bitches, yo. I learned English. I speak great English. But you were out on the streets moving ice. You bro, have to I know moved ice English, bro. and I learned English. You can't just, like, you can't just be fucking learn no Evo trying to move ice, bro. You gotta you know, are, bro. No, I know. You I gotta learned. know pigeon English if you're trying to sell ice, man. But that's it, man. Got I think slabs. What do you need, nigga? Bro, for reals, man. <laughs> I think this is one thing I learned growing up in Nigeria. It's like people actually, people actually idolize the West so much, they lose touch of like what is their own origin, like their own origin stories. You know what I'm saying? Like you could, people want that the like people watch. I don't think I watch any black TV show in Nigeria. That's just real fact. We watch a lot of British. Like what is it? British shows, fucking Seinfeld, Mr. Bin, like that was my comedy. Growing so there's up. no, but so there's no actual uh, in, no, entertainment had, industry. No, I mean like middle. I mean like in terms of like if I was gonna watch an American show, yeah, I most likely will be watching a Seinfeld as opposed to a Family Affairs, for example. Okay, I got you. You I understand got you. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just cause like it's just like oh, white people are cool. Like that's what they think. Like they love Donald Trump in Nigeria, and this is a real fact. They think he's dope. Uh, what does he represent from the Nigerian point? He of just represents that hustle, bro. Because he's he a get, businessman. He has the money. He That's did another it. Dick Cheney no move, No other bro. reason. It's Business to politics. Bro. Your dad loves him. Does your dad like him? I don't know. I haven't talked to him about that. That's a good conversation. I'm Talk seeing him dad. next week. I have to ask yeah, him that we'll question, up. bro. Hey, we got to wrap this thing up. <laughs> But let's follow up. Next time we talk, next Yo, time let's I, I want to know what your dad has to say about Oh, bro, I'm, I'm praying he doesn't love him. Like, I'm on my knees right now. Like, Lord, could I change everything? But, yeah. Thanks, man, for coming through. If anybody uh, got any ice needs, uh, reach up, out man. to your boy, Conrad Osei. What's your man. Instagram? <laughs> uh, do not Conrad here. Do not Conrad here on Instagram. Link him up for bags of ice. Uh, he does yeah, parties. Yeah, I'm going to bring out the ice hustle, bro. Yeah, fuck okay. the ice, man. This guy's got the ice connect, the Nigerian ice connect. <laughs> That's true. Sounds like a Nigerian diamond dealer. The, yeah. uh, the Nigerian ice dealer. Ooh. Where are your papers? Yeah. <laughs>
I love that line in Blood Diamond. Show me your papers. That's jokes. I don't, I don't know if that's from that movie. But yeah, oh, yeah, it is. Is it from that movie? I love that movie. Yeah. I know every part of that movie. Where are your papers? Also, great, if you like, in terms of like modern African history, look up the uh, documentary on executive outcomes, which is the uh, private military company portrayed in Blood Diamond. They went all over Africa, did all kinds of crazy shit like overthrowing governments for oil companies, propping up rebel leaders, like it, real spy your dad shit. In that thing, huh? J- just type it in on YouTube. <laughs> Executive outcomes. It's yeah, f- Executive crazy. outcomes. Check it out. Hell yeah. yeah check it out. Thanks for oh. coming through, bro. Thanks for having me, man. That's all we've got Appreciate for the uh, immigrant section. Tune back in next week. I'm a boss. Wahab. Um.